Nyata, hello. It's Alison here and I'm the pastor at Sanctuary. We're based on Peak Warren Country in Warrnambool. Today I'm reflecting on a snippet from one of Paul's letters to scattered disciples. These are people living in exile. Now he calls them to the living stone, inviting them to be formed into a sanctuary vibrant with life, a holy priesthood. For, says Peter, you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people, in order that you may proclaim the mighty acts of him who called you out of darkness into his marvellous light. Once you were a rabble, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. And you can find the full text and a precise translation in 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. So, you are a chosen race, writes Peter, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people. Really? Around us we hear Christians claiming an exclusive truth and enforcing this truth through violence. We see Christians showing murderous hostility towards gay people, trans people, Muslim people and others. We observe Christians embracing white supremacy and religious nationalism and using political lies, a corrupt judiciary and military tactics to seek a Christian state. We also see Christians politicising basic health care, enacting legislation which harms women, people of colour, trans people and the poor. And we observe Christians strenuously objecting to measures which might alleviate people's suffering. In the name of truth and freedom, we hear Christians screaming in hatred, even as they burn books and shut down libraries and gag teachers from doing their jobs. And we should remember that claims to holy nationhood were used for centuries to justify violent colonisation and the murder and dispossession of millions of Indigenous people around the globe as well as here on this continent. So unqualified claims that we are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people, should make us truly squirm. But I insist that given some context, these words are indeed good news. So let's take a closer look. In his letter, Peter is writing to the exiles of the dispersion. That is, he's writing to disciples who have been scattered to the four winds by violent fundamentalists. As the number of Jesus' followers had grown, some Jewish authorities had become nervous. They had organised the crucifixion of Jesus, and yet even after his death, day by day, more followers were being added to the number. So they began to persecute and even kill those followers. Apostles were flogged, Stephen was stoned, and a man named Paul was ravaging the church by entering house after house, dragging off both men and women and committing them to jail. Indeed, according to Acts, he was breathing threats and murder as he arranged to go to Damascus to track down more followers and extradite them to Jerusalem. This is all to say that the recipients of Peter's letter were a small, scattered and persecuted bunch. They'd been driven out of the religious community and even out of the region, and they bore the brunt of a vicious religious exclusivism. And why? Because they placed their faith in Jesus, 
who showed that God's grace isn't exclusive and that love is more important than law. And this enraged the fundamentalists. You might remember the first time a mob tried to drive Jesus off a cliff. It was when he reminded them that God's healing and generosity had been shared with Gentiles. You might also remember some of the complaints made about him, that he ate with religious outsiders, that he declared all foods to be clean, that he offered healing on the Sabbath, and that over and above law and judgment, he offered mercy, healing and love. The fundamentalists were also infuriated that in teaching with the authority which comes with integrity, he was seen to be not as their scribes. And the amazed, astounded, delighted crowds were choosing to follow him. And so the fundamentalists had him killed, and then, as the movement kept on growing, they persecuted, arrested, killed or drove away very many of his followers. In today's context, this letter of Peter's might be addressed to a gay Ugandan Christian fleeing for her life or a trans kid kicked out of home by his Christian family. It might be addressed to a lesbian couple refused communion and excommunicated from their church, or a trans man or autistic kid told to stay away from worship. It might be addressed to a gentle woman who has fled a violent marriage and a patriarchal theology, or a religious pluralist who's told that they aren't welcome to preach or a divorcee who is barred from church leadership. It might also be addressed to a questioner or a quester who tries to believe but needs space for doubt and who is told that a faithful person never questions and to come back when they have faith. Or it might be addressed to the person with a serious illness or a disabled child who has been told that these are punishments from God or the gay person who's been forced to undergo repeated exorcisms until they repent, quote marks, of their so-called sin. Indeed, this letter is addressed to anyone who has fled a home, church or community because of a suffocating religiosity, or the experience of violence, the experience of rejection, or the rejection of their own experience, and who has yet, somewhere and somehow, retained a shred of faith. And indeed, therefore, it's addressed to very many of us here at Sanctuary. To us then, Peter writes, rid yourselves therefore of all malice and all trickery, insincerity, envy and all slander. All that viciousness which has been heaped upon you, let it go. Don't take it on. Don't let the bastards define you. And whatever you do, don't mirror them. Don't become malicious yourself. You have been fed toxic waste, but instead, like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk which will help you grow into maturity. Drink deep. Suck hard. Generate more milk from the infinitely giving breast. And as you grow stronger, seek good bread, living water, new wine, and the life which flows from Christ. Find the stories of love, hope, and healing. Eat with others. Follow the trail of breadcrumbs into a wide and spacious place. 
you might have been rejected, but though rejected by mortals, come to him a living stone chosen and precious in God's sight. And like living stones, allow yourselves to be built into a sanctuary vibrant with life, a holy priesthood offering your Christ-shaped lives up to God. So join with others, he says, find a place of belonging and allow God to form you into a vibrant spiritual home. Offer spiritual sacrifices, that is, loving and gentle Christ-shaped lives because this isn't the way of domination and death. It's not the way of white supremacy and Christian nationalism. It's not the way of heteronormativity or hatred. It's not the way of a boundaried religious exclusivism. Instead, this is the way of Jesus Christ, a way which heaps blessings on the poor and the grounded, the merciful, the peacemaker and the persecuted. It's the way which shatters every human boundary and showers religious outsiders with grace. And to those who are often used by the powerful as punching bags, it's the way which offers dignity and belonging, hope and healing. When you join together, advises Peter, allow the stone that the builders rejected, that is Christ, to shape your common life. Let your gatherings be characterized by mercy by gentleness, by hospitality, by love, and by a priority for the most vulnerable. Your words, your attitudes, and your actions will reveal your true foundation. Let it be Christ. For then, writes Peter, you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people. And all these titles sound mighty fine, but by now you might have guessed that they don't confer any power, privilege or entitlement. Instead, they are built on the one who emptied himself of power and gave his life away. And like him, we are called to be a body with a purpose. Now you might have also guessed by now that this purpose is not to persecute trans folk or to justify colonisation, nor is it to enforce a violent and patriarchal Christian state. Instead, Peter tells us that we are formed in this way, in order that we may proclaim the mighty acts of the one who called us out of darkness into his marvellous light. The one who called us from nothing to something, from rejected to accepted. Now perhaps you're wondering why God chooses people who've been rejected and despised to be a royal priesthood or a holy nation. Well, I reckon it's because if you know what it is to be rejected, you understand the importance of belonging and of offering acceptance to others. And if you once did not receive kindness, you know better than anyone the healing power of a merciful gesture, a loving community, and a gentle word. Beloved, once you were not a people, but now you have been gathered in. Once you were rejected, but here you are accepted. Once you had not known mercy, but now you know it is showered on you in abundance, and it has been all along. Taste and see that God is good. And let us share this goodness with many, many others 
that the world might be healed and made whole. Amen. Now there's always more to read on our website at sanctuarybaptist.org and this week you'll find a story of an ordinary saint, a beautiful woman who joined the people of God and then wondered what her role was within it. Sanctuary is funded entirely by members and supporters. If you'd like to support this work and these reflections, you can make a donation via PayPal and you can find the details for this on the website. To those who already support us financially, thank you so much. And of course, if you too are feeling the squeeze, you don't need to. Just keep listening and receiving the good news. This reflection was prepared on the lands of the Pequorong people of the Eastern Ma Nation. It's a land which is taken by force and has never been ceded. With the autumn rains, the bough of spinach has taken off and is tumbling in cascades over the front wall. It's beautiful. The peace of the land, its life and fertility, its goodness, be with us all. Amen.